Maybe then you can see me and I can see you Maybe then we'll come together as a people Tired of the pain cause it ain't new Let's come together as a people Even if we don't share the same view Welcome to the Jesus and Everything Foundation podcast. On this show, we look at all problems affecting the world and we discuss how we can solve them using the character of Jesus, unity, and decentralization of resources available to us. The character of Jesus, or as I like to call them, the Jesus character principles, are principles that whether you are a Christian or not, we can all agree on these principles. Love, joy, peace, patience, kindness, goodness, faithfulness, gentleness, and self-control. For every episode, we discuss a problem topic from our category list. You can find this list on the Foundation's website, jaef.foundation. We ask ourselves and listeners, what is the goal? What is the vision for this problem category? What are the potential solutions? What are the obstacles? What resources do we need? And what resources do we have? But most importantly, do these solutions and resources pass the character test? The nine Jesus character principles? If yes, then we move on to collaboration. What does this look like? This show is a platform to get the ball rolling on as many problems affecting the world as we can. We want to go beyond just talking about problems. So after the show, we collaborate by acting. First, we open the discussion floor to our listeners. Then we decentralize and open source all of our resources from brain power, manpower, utilities to capital. Before every episode, I like to ask our viewers and listeners, do you ever ask yourself, where are we going? Where is this world going? Time keeps on ticking, the day ends, a new dawn arises, and life goes on. But what is our destination? Do we have any global objectives that unite us when it comes to things like food, security, healthcare, education, or standard of living? It's a fair question to ask. If you work for a company or work for yourself, you have a general idea about your company's vision. Goal. So what is our goal, our overarching vision as the current residents of this planet? What role is your company, your city, your country playing in the big picture? And what role are you who's listening to this playing in this big picture? to this series called Quantum Faith Meets Quantum Physics. It's under our Curious Corner category. You can find the full list of topics we shall cover under this category on our website, 
jf.foundation. That is j-a-e-f.foundation. I'm excited about this series. We are going to be talking about probably two of the most important ancient realms, and yet they are the focal point of our being and existence. And we are going to explore how these two ancient realms affect each other to move the things that we see with our natural eyes. I think this is going to be epic. The first one is the quantum faith realm, a conduit for the spirit realm. The second is the quantum physics realm. Now, we're all familiar with the word physics, and I'm going to assume that at some point during your school life, you studied about physics. Now, lucky for you, there won't be any take-home assignments after listening to this podcast. Anyways, we all know that our natural world, or this physical world that we live in, is governed by natural law. That is, laws of physics. Like the law of gravity, or the law of lift that enables you to fly across the world, and so forth. Now, there is an interesting subject within physics that has emerged. It's called quantum physics or quantum mechanics. And it has turned the whole physics world on its head. It has turned the whole physics world upside down. Why is that so? Because it operates contrary to the laws of classical physics that we have grown accustomed to. What makes quantum physics really interesting is that it operates very similar to how things operate in the spirit realm, that is, in the kingdom of God. What do we know? Turns out Jesus' miracles, such as walking on water, weren't just myths and fables. So we are going to explore these two realms and see how they feed off of each other because our lives are directly affected by each one of them. Now, if you've listened to one of our series called Science is God's Playground, you've probably heard me make this statement. There are two realms, the spirit realm and the natural realm. The spirit realm is cause and the natural realm is effects, hence cause and effects. So in this series, we are going to connect the main force in the spirit realm called faith or quantum faith and its cousin from the unseen physics world called quantum or quantum physics. This will show us how this notion of cause and effects comes into play, how the physical world runs on top of the spirit realm, and how they are always constantly interacting with each other. scientists saying, well, there's only, in this realm, there's only possibilities and probabilities. What does that sound like? Jesus said, all things are possible to them that believe. The infinite possibilities based on your belief, on your words, on your intent, that subatomic particle knowing the intent, what they're measuring, they're gonna measure the energy of it or the position of it or the, how does it know what they're looking for? It responds to the observer and all of life, everything in this life 
responds to us individually in the same manner. What's really fascinating to me is that the more I understand our planet Earth, the more I understand about heaven. And the more I understand about heaven, the more I understand about our planet. You see, Earth was intended, it was always intended to be a copy of heaven. That's why when Jesus taught the disciples how to pray, he said, Thy will be done on earth as it is done in heaven. Thy will be done on earth as it is already done in heaven. I mean, you just have to look around and examine how a certain system functions here on earth and you will have some pretty good insight on how the original in heaven operates and looks like. Let's take online shopping for example. When you go onto an online store to make a purchase, it's nothing but a faith transaction. It really is nothing but a trust transaction. That's all that it is. For starters, you can't touch the product, you can't smell it, you can't hear it, you can't taste it, and you can't see it. You can only see a picture of it and see the reviews about it. But those two things, the pictures and the reviews, they give you enough trust in the vendor to go ahead and make the purchase. This is how God's kingdom operates. We can't see it with our natural eyes. We can't hear it. We can't taste it. We can't smell it or even touch it. But we look at the reviews and images we see described in the Bible and this gives us enough faith, it builds up enough faith within us to go ahead and make the purchase.
for tuning in to the pre-show. So welcome back to episode 11 of Quantum Faith Meets Quantum Physics. This has really been quite a series and there's a lot of interesting stuff that I introduced in episode 10. So um, I'm going to do a quick recap of that because I believe episode 10 was quite heavy. There's a lot of things that I, I, I introduced and to be honest, uh, to be honest with you guys, this series of Curious Corner is, is a playground for me as well. It's a place where I can come and let my imagination wander and basically try to map the things that I'm learning about God in the spirit realm and try to map them with the knowledge and what we have discovered from the lens of science. Because a lot of people think that God and science cannot mix. But on the contrary, God and science mix because science is the playground of science is God's playground. Science is just one, one, one side of God's mind. You know, the scriptures say God, God is infinite. His wisdom, his thoughts and everything about God is infinite. So science really for me is a tool that helps me to look into the mind of God because God created everything. God created knowledge. God created wisdom. So for me, with, uh, with my scientific and engineering background, this part of the podcast, which we call Curious Corner, it's just a place for me to be curious and, and talk about the things that I see people wrestle and grapple with in the world of science or maybe people who are, you know, people who believe in God, but somehow think that science is outside of God and people who believe in science think that God is outside of science and they don't realize that science is from the source of God. God is the source of everything. So Sometimes I might introduce concepts on here. I it, and some of them I might have taken really, you know, a lot of time to really kind of meditate on them and get the revelation. But since we don't have a since we don't have a limit on how many episodes we can do on this series, I think I'll just keep it running. And once in a while, uh, you may find that. I take some time without releasing a new episode. That's just because I'm still meditating on a concept. Maybe my imagination has caught, you know, my imagination has seen something, but it's not yet crystal clear. So sometimes I'll just, I might just come on here with like a half-baked imagination. And if that happens, uh, as I said, this is Curious Corner. There's no harm. We're all learning. And um, sometimes it will be fully backed, but sometimes it might be half backed because God is this thing that is infinite. So 
when I get a glimpse, when I catch a glimpse or when I receive a glimpse of a revelation, I need to spend a lot of time meditating upon it. And so when I introduce something on this series, feel free to run with it. And if something comes to your mind, something triggers your imagination, you can actually always contact us uh, through the uh, the website, uh, jaef.foundation. And you can we can even schedule and you, you can be a guest and we can explore some things on a specific subject uh, topic regarding this whole subject of quantum faith meets quantum physics. So the thing, the the imagination that I've I've really been trying to think about is in scripture you always read like there's a lot of science in the Bible, but it's I think it's dropped in there. And you really have to be, you really need to be sniffing around. You have to kind of turn over several scriptures to really understand. That's the thing that I'm, sometimes I, I'm overwhelmed with when it comes to, to God and scripture. Because a, a, a scripture can have a spiritual context or revelation but it can also have a scientific revelation to it. Two people can read the same scripture and it will say different things to them. That's the fascinating thing about the Bible. Like I wish people would really spend time and just stop being um, dismissive about this book. This is not an ordinary book. The Bible is not an ordinary book. You, if you, if God himself does not take the seals off, you might read it as text, but trust me, this book, we, we have, <laughs> humankind doesn't realize that we have a supernatural book that can open us uh, into and usher us into realms of revelation that can solve all the problems of this world. Like people just consider this as, as an old book written by a white man. It's not even a white man who wrote the book. I one time had someone say that people dismiss the Bible because they think it's Western religion. And they say, oh, you know, the white man wrote it. No, are you crazy? The Bible comes out of the East. Christianity, which is just a continuation of Judeo-Christian ethics, basically the God of the Old Testament and the God of the New Testament is the same, only that in the New Covenant, the God that we read about in the Old Covenant just decides to express himself in mankind, in human form, through the person of the Lord Jesus Christ. So this person said something was so profound. They said, America did not make the Bible. The Bible made America. Everything you see in the United States, the, 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 the structure of their government, the three levels of government, executive, 
um, Senate, Congress, it's all from the Bible. The I was also listening to someone else. They they are a a Jewish. They, it's a rabbi, and he was explaining how the fundamentals of Western law that they teach people in law school are also driven out of the Bible, out of the book of Exodus and Leviticus. So, but you know, this knowledge has been hid from us. The scripture says in, in 2 Corinthians chapter 4, verse 4, it says something profound. It says, in whom the God of this world has blinded the minds of them that believe not. In whom the God of this world has blinded the minds of them which believe not. Let, lest the light of the glorious gospel of Christ, who is the image of God, should shine unto them. And it goes on to say, For we preach not ourselves, but Christ Jesus the Lord, and ourselves your servants for Jesus' sake. For God who commanded the light to shine out of darkness has shined in our hearts to give the light of the knowledge of the glory of God in the face of Jesus Christ. But we have this treasure in earthen vessels, that the excellency of the power may be of God and not of us. So uh, there is, I mean, even just reading those scriptures, it's profound because Paul is basically saying Satan, the God of this world, blinds the minds of those who don't believe. Like, to humankind, it's like, are you kidding me? Can the knowledge, can, how can the Bible, this book, be the source of all knowledge? And, and you may not understand it, but it's just a gateway. Once you understand the Bible, once God himself removes the seals off of the scriptures, you are able to understand knowledge. You're able to understand scientific knowledge. You're able to understand uh, medical knowledge. You're able to understand legal knowledge. But the Bible is should be your blueprint, your foundation of all reasoning. It's, it's the foundation. Because all knowledge, if you're not first looking at it through the lens of what the scriptures talk, it's going to be corrupted. It will have side effects. It will have side effects. Um, there's so many things, uh, so many examples to, to use. Okay. There's a, there's a, there's a place in, in the book of Exodus. The, the people basically rebel against God. They're in the desert, the children of Israel. And they basically they start to be attacked by venomous snakes, right? So everyone that is bitten by a snake, so people are dying. So these 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 venomous snakes like start, you know, start you know attacking them. It's very interesting that 
what God told Moses to do, which was the cure for the venom. He said, create a brazen pole. So he told him, put, create, put up a pole and create an image of a serpent wrapped around that pole. And put it, you know, like mount it up. And whoever has been bitten by a snake and looks at that image, they will be healed. Now, isn't it interesting that that's how medicine today is made? That the cure for the COVID vaccine is taken actually out of the virus itself. So, like, where did this first come from? Like, through, through scripture, we see glimpses, like, God just keeps on dropping gems of, of, of like, revelation of knowledge and wisdom. And we can take that and duplicate it or create knowledge and solutions for the problems that affect us today. Like every, every cure, every medicine is taken out of the poison itself. But it's the same thing. It's the same tactic Jesus, uh, God told Moses to do in the desert. They did not back, they, he did not go around giving people boosters or a, or a vaccine for, for the snake venom. He just told him, create a pole, mount a brazen serpent on it, and whoever looks at it will be saved, basically. So this book is not ordinary. These things it talks about, like you can find a scripture in the Bible, just one line that can be the source of like 1,000 books on knowledge on something. Like, I, I'm reading through the book of Proverbs and Psalms, and I read through, like, one line in the book of Proverbs, and, like, it just confounds you. You just, like, like, just one phrase, one scripture, not longer than a tweet, 140 characters, less than that, but it it's... Like you 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 read it, and you almost feel like it's it's changing you. Like it just makes you see life, like in a different perspective. Like you, it gives you wisdom and understanding in just one line. Things that you could you that someone else will write a New York Times bestseller on. This book is not ordinary. And I wish our world would come to itself and understand that there is an original source of the knowledge and wisdom and understanding that everybody's looking for on this planet. And it's God. God is the source of wisdom, knowledge, and essence. And his thoughts, his wisdom, his knowledge, and essence, it's infinite. Like God can have a thousand ways to do something. God can have a million ways to do something. He has he, he he has like a thousand ways to solve one problem. And we could just say, hey, just give us one. And he'll give us. But the problem is we've separated God from science, God from, from our education. 
because we think these two are like water and oil, like they, they don't exist and they, they can't, like they're mutually, you know, like they, they, they're exclusive to each other. No, because this is a, a world that is cause and effects. The realm that we live in is effects, but there's a realm of cause and that's the spirit realm. Our natural world, this physical world is just effects. So we need to go, we need to look at the Bible as a blueprint. So for me, as I continue to grow in revelation of God and spiritual things, then I come back into the world of, of science, um, physics, you know, this, this scientific world. And I start to see that it really, it, it just, it's just a lens that really shows us how the mind of God thinks or how he operates. It's just a lens. So I don't have a problem. I don't struggle with science and, and God because I know one come, came out of the other. But some people, they struggle with that. And I pray for you that you'll get to a point where you understand that science, physics, medicine, all of these things, it's just part of the knowledge of God. So in episode 10, the certain things that I talked about, and I, I've been meditating on them, they aren't yet super crystal clear, but I think there's something here that, that I'm that that I'm getting onto. And I'm still trying to mull it over. And, and sometimes, to be honest, sometimes if I'm meditating about a concept, it can take me a couple months. Because I'm really, really trying to say, let, let me see how that makes sense. So, you know, like the last time episode 10 was launched, was released probably back in July. It's been about a month and a half for, you know, the time between episode 10 and this episode. But that's because I'm still meditating on some of these concepts. And sometimes it could take up to 12 months for a revelation. This is how deep and profound God is that for you to understand something, your human mind might need to, to be taught by him to receive revelation. And it might take you 12 months for one simple concept. So I've been trying to map how communication happens in the spirit realm with what I see in this physical realm. Because first of all, there's something that Jesus said that I, from a scientific lens, I just can't look over, I, I can't just ignore it. When Jesus taught his disciples to pray, he told them to say this, thy will be done on earth as it is in heaven. Okay. For me, that now you remember how I was saying that you can read one proverb, one line, and it just spans off a thousand ways of looking at life. So I can look at this from a spiritual standpoint. 
but this also has scientific it, it has a scientific application it maps our worlds together this is not an ordinary statement you have to remember jesus did not just say things he did not throw words around he knew he had a limited time here so every word that he spoke had meaning had application every word jesus spoke was weighty because in the scripture it says by by your words it says every man shall be made shall be accountable for every idle word so if jesus is going to hold people accountable for every idle word that they throw around best believe he didn't throw around any idle words but he says he also told them like jesus would teach in parables and his disciples would say like what does that really mean and he'll say for them i speak in mysteries but for you it's to understand the mysteries so when we're looking at this series of quantum faith meets quantum physics we're looking at two worlds here we're looking at how quantum this subject of a realm of all possibilities already exists in the spiritual realm it already exists in the faith realm and science is now discovering that there's something called quantum physics a realm of all possibilities in physics but remember we've been living in a world governed by classical physics which is limited by classical physics so now they're discovering there's a realm that transcends classical physics as you continue zooming in and zooming in and zooming in as you continue drilling down think of physics as a let's say as a barrel as you continue diving deep and deep and deep you you hit the rock bottom of classical physics but as you keep on drilling down and down plastic through classical physics you enter a realm of quantum physics so but we already know the way Jesus was doing miracles was through the realm of quantum faith. But for me, when, when you start looking at quantum physics, it, for me, it just explains why Jesus was able to do the things he did. Because this is a realm of types and shadows. Because when he says, thy will be done on earth as it is done in heaven, it means heaven already has a system in which it's running and operating. There's already communication towers in heaven. There's a way in which they, they teleport in heaven. All of these things that humanity is trying to deal with already exist in heaven. So Jesus is saying, anything that is giving you a hard time here, ask the Father to show you how the solution is in heaven and then implement that on earth now whether you believe this or not that that's for you okay he's 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 what i've heard the people who have been to heaven not just one but everyone who has crossed over into the realm of heaven they tell you that they speak through thought they 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 and, and they move they teleport like they move according to thought like they do not verbally speak 
you know, like they don't need to do that. Like two people look at each other and they just know what, and they just know what they're thinking. So they speak according to thoughts. So it's like, there's a whole, there's a new, like, like the way heaven operates is on a higher level. So for Jesus to say, thy will be done on earth as it is in heaven, it means there's innovations in heaven that we could potentially bring down on earth, but that would mean we'll need access to heaven knowledge to be able to do them on earth. You have to remember that earth was created as a copy of heaven. That has always been God's desire, is to have a planet. So, okay, God created heaven, right? The scriptures even say the, the earth, no, it says the earth and the, it says even the heaven of heavens cannot contain him. So even in heaven, heaven cannot contain God. He's that infinite. He's that big. He's that, he's everywhere. He, he transcends time. He's, he's, the, he's the beginning, he's the end. He's the, he's the middle. He's everything. So God creates heaven and created um, the creatures in heaven. Angels, spirits, seraphims, cherubims, all these creatures. And then he created earth and created creatures for earth. But the thing is, he created mankind in his own image. Why? Because he wanted someone to basically say, hey, this is pretty fun. Creation is pretty fun. I've created a template for you called earth. Now, what I want you to do, I'm going to create you in my image, and I want you to turn earth into a copy of heaven. That's why there's so many galaxies. There's so many universes. There's all of these things. Because in every one of them, it's almost like God can't help himself. It's like he always creates a converse and he wants to see what our imagination can turn it into. So when he says, thy will be done on earth as it is done in heaven, it means there's a way in which heaven operates that we can pray or access knowledge from the Father, the God of heaven, and he will, we will be able to download that wisdom into this planet to solve the problems we have. So this statement, I don't take it lightly. This statement tells me that the things we need on this earth are already established and exist in heaven. Heaven is the original copy. And I'm not surprised that even from, if you see how technology has been advancing from wired, from wires to wireless, from we're trying to move to this principle of seamless, wireless, interconnectivity like never before. It's because God has given us access to understand that this is how heaven communicates. The level of communication that we had back then in the days of Adam and Eve has only been growing towards, actually, Adam and Eve had a different communication level. And they were operating on heaven's frequency. 
and that was taken away from the fall of man when their spirits were separated from God. Now, I'll get into that in, in, in a little in, in, in just a second here. But here's the deal. So let's say the communication we had 2000 years ago, the reason as to why, for me, it just shows when you look at how communication is done in the heavens, I'm not surprised that our innovations on the earth are trying to map or innovate towards what is already in heaven because the original or that's the best way to do it. God's way is the best way to do it. Right? People are trying to come up with, let's say, teleportation. You know, and trying to trying to, you know, you know, where you can travel at the speed of thought. That's what they already do in heaven. In heaven, you, you someone doesn't have to speak out loud to you to hear them. No. <laughs> when you see when you see them, you communicate through thoughts. You just know what the other person is thinking. Now, why, why would that access be there? You see, uh, this is some good stuff. Okay, I'm I'm just getting a download as as I'm, as I'm talking about these things. Like, yeah, I'm receiving downloads. Thank you, Holy Spirit. I'm receiving a download. Think about this. Okay. For you, you might think, okay, why do we need encryption on earth? It's because of the evil that is on this planet. That's why you need to encrypt data. You need passwords. You need logins. You need all of this, right? But don't you think all those hindrances of data encryption, passwords, logins, security, all of this, it just adds extra work on how we can share information. And that's why some companies have what is called password managers. Basically, they're saying, instead of you trying to remember all your passwords, just use one master password and, you know, use your fingerprint, tap the back of your phone, and anytime you want to log in anywhere, we will automatically log you in. You know, we will keep a record of your passwords because they're trying to make it seamless for you to access your information. But the reason as to why we have security on all these things and encryption is because we don't want other people to find out what we're saying. It's because some kind of information, if it leaks out, it can get in the hands of wrong people. You know, but you see, heaven, heaven does not need password encryption. That's why people are able to communicate at the and travel at the speed of thought. Why, why? Why does heaven doesn't like because in heaven there is no ill will, there is no iniquity, there is no lying, there is no cheating. So there is no need for God to have people, you know, not have access to each other's thoughts. Now I don't know to what degree they have access to each other's thoughts, but the whole point is that when two people because in heaven, they say that you just know what the other person is saying. What do you mean you just know? It's because you're tapping from the same pool of information. You all have access to the same tower because your spirits have already been purified when you're in heaven. 
like there's no one in heaven who's trying to steal from another person. No, there's no there's no stealing in heaven. There's no killing in heaven. There's no lying in heaven. There's no cheating in heaven. That's why I can have access to your thoughts and you can have access to my thoughts. Because there's no ill will. It's pure. Do you see what I mean? But on earth, we need passwords. Because, you know, like, I don't have access to your information, to your medical records, to your these, to Likewise, you don't have access to that, to my information. You know, if we're not married or if you're not my parent or things like that. If you're, if you're not my next next of kin. But you see, on earth, we need put passwords. So we can't just communicate at the speed of thought. And even if it's possible, which sometimes does happen, it's called the gift of... of and we, we do know that. So in fact, we do, we do communicate through... Um, there's a certain degree to which you communicate through thought. And I think I illustrated that, that uh, which we'll again dive into. But you see, it, sharing information for us would be more seamless without the passwords, without all of these things. But the problem is that we have to protect ourselves. People don't have to protect themselves in heaven. That's why there's free range of motion, there's free range of access, because every person there has been purified for lack of a better word. But when Jesus says, thy will be done on earth as it is in heaven, for me, that tells me there is unoriginal copy in heaven. And earth is just a duplicate where we can have some of these things come down. And one of the things that I mentioned also in the last, in episode 10, was the sooner we realize that God is not the enemy of mankind, that he is in fact trying to bring the will of heaven on earth, the better it will be for all of us. But human beings think and believe they know better. So we're always batting heads. We're always batting heads with God. And we end up developing very low technologies or products with a lot of side effects. And yet, if we had tapped into the wisdom of God, he would have given us God ideas and God technologies. So this is where pride comes in. And this is why it says God resists the proud. But he gives more grace to the humble. The thing that caused division in heaven, if you look at the archives, Lucifer, who, was, who is now Satan, was pride. God resists the proud. He... He basically is looking at it and says, I created you. I have access to all wisdom and knowledge, but you won't seek me out for my help on how to do things, on how to, on how to develop this medical device, on how to develop this technology. You think you can be independent and deal with the problems in this world, and yet I am the one who knows the mind of Satan. You see, God knows the mind of everyone. God knows Satan doesn't know everything about God, but God knows everything about Satan. And, and I don't know if this comes up in this series, but one of the things that really makes God God is that God knows everything about everyone, but we don't know everything about God. So that already separates him. He knows what move you're going to make. 
He knows what you're thinking. He knows what you'll be thinking 10 years from now. So that alone separates him just by how much infinite wisdom he has. That alone separates God from us. So my, my plea to scientists, to, to whoever is listening to this, who's thinking God and science do not exist, you're being deceived. Remove that barrier and you'll understand that God is the source of science. And the sooner we can get on board with this train of thought, I believe we shall start developing God ideas and God technologies. But God does not give us access to how heaven is operating if we do not acknowledge him that, first of all, we need his help and that he's the source of all knowledge and wisdom. He's the source of science. And any thought, anything that has ever happened on this planet basically came from the thought of God. Like, basically, he made it, he gave us access to that spiritual tower of knowledge. And then we tapped into it. So, God can release those thoughts about the ideas we need in this planet into our atmosphere. And we capture them with our mental receivers. That's so, now we're talking about how 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 does how do these you know communication towers work and, and and all of this but um let us let us think about adam so i just say that god can release these thoughts about the ideas we need on this planet into the atmosphere and would capture them with our mental receivers Think about it. Every the the first the first aeroplane, the first car, the first anything. How could like how could someone how do you think of something that has never existed? Like, it may not have existed on this planet, but it's birthed through, there's a, there's a record of it somewhere. And your mind went into that vault, into that access, into that database of God's infinite wisdom and pulled it from there. You have to understand that God created mankind in his own image. So there's an access that we have through our spirits to some of God's thoughts. And sometimes he lets us have access to those thoughts because he knows that, okay, if I let this imagination, if I, if I let someone have access to it, they're going to build something with it. They're going to do something with it that will end up solving a problem that could potentially kill a million people or it could affect a billion people because you know that's god he's good and 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 so 
And sometimes he'll let even someone who's not a Christian have access to it. Because when God needs something to be done in this world for a bigger purpose, he will use anyone. He will use someone who's not a Christian. He'll use someone who believes in, 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 in Muhammad and Allah. He'll use someone who believes in Hare Krishna. He'll use someone who doesn't, he'll use an atheist. God will use anyone because for him, he say, okay, I need this information to come into the, I need this service, utility, this solution to come into the universe. And he will look around and see whose mind is searching for that answer. And that's whom he will partner with. Now, some, now that's the other thing. He may not always partner, like he will partner with that person. And that person may not even believe in him. So there's a complexity to how God moves, how he works. And, and I, I, you know, I just get revelation of him. Um, these are some of the things that make me wonder, you know, some of the things you're like, hmm, it's really interesting how God thinks. He's not, in some moments, like he's very simple to understand. In other, other moments, he's so complex. He just, like, you try to understand his complexity and, your mental circuit just blows up. It's just like you just reach the end of your reasoning and your thinking and smoke just starts to pile up in your head and like, okay, I give up. Retreat, retreat, retreat. But let's talk, we're talking about this whole concept of releasing thoughts and ideas into the universe. What does this mean? Like, is this even possible? Well, tune in for the next episode because I think this will be uh, a good place for us to, to take a break. And in the next episode, we'll talk about how God releases thoughts into the universe, how our minds capture them, and we will really dive into this concept of spiritual towers. And, and really think and really try to map how there already existed spiritual towers in heaven. Heaven's communication network was already established. And that's why human being was created to be as complex as he is. Uh, man was created to be as complex as he is because he had to be patterned after the version of the network that was already in heaven. So I'll see you in the next episode. Sela. This was episode 11 of Quantum Faith Meets Quantum Physics. In the next episode, we'll continue exploring how God releases his wisdom and knowledge through our imaginations and our thoughts. We'll dive deeper into how we can actually use our communication towers here on Earth and their design to understand and map out spiritual towers that exist in heaven. We'll also look at different scenarios where words and trust actually move physical matter around in our world today. Your host for today was Calvin Cavanda. Thanks for listening and see you on the next episode.
am a she. Tune your ears to me and concentrate on understanding. Only fools despise me, but those who listen find me. Silence, let 